Hello, everyone. This is Jen Fry from the Organization of Nature Evolutionaries. And I'm so happy to welcome you today to our Becoming a Nature Evolutionary Teleseminar series, where we delve deeply into what it means to be a nature evolutionary through dynamic explorations into consciousness raising that is at the core of one's vision of a world where people and nature are co-creative partners and all life has the right to thrive. I uh, want to thank our members and our donors for making today's teleseminar possible. Today's webinar is Flowers, Healing and Connection with Nature with Judith Polarins. Judith is the director of Alaskan Essences, which was originally founded by her husband, Steve Johnson in 1984. Her roots are in the Netherlands where she had a career as a scientific researcher in animal health. Judith's search for more meaning and happiness in life led her to flower essences and ultimately to her husband, Steve. In 2015, Judith moved from the Netherlands to Montana. And after Steve passed away in March, 2017, Judith continued the work of Alaskan essences. She enjoys teaching about flower essences and their amazing empowering qualities. So Judith, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you, Jen, for having me here today and for the invitation. And I welcome everybody who's here. Um, yes, it's great to be here. Thank you. So first of all, I realized I didn't uh, ask you about your last name. So please, did I pronounce it right? How do you pronounce your last name? You know, it's a Dutch name, so you can pronounce it any way you want, because <laughs> I'm not sure how to pronounce it actually in, in, in English. So you could say uh, Polarens, Polarens, or in Dutch, just Polarens. And then you have to roll the R quite a lot. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, so Judith, Alaskan Essences, I mean, that's a very specific place. Mm -hmm. um, can you please introduce us to the place of Alaska and the energy of Alaska? Yeah, well, and I will also share a little bit about uh, how Alaskan Essences started. And it started with my husband, my late husband, Steve. And Steve was uh, stationed as a wilderness firefighter in Alaska. And... He was interested in alternative healing and he got to know about the original Bach essences and started using them and they were quite life-changing for him. So while he was out in Alaska, often dropped in the wilderness to go um, fight the wilderness fires there, he also started making his own essences. And the first essence he made was uh, Jacob's Ladder at Lake Manchumana in the middle of Alaska in a wilderness setting, which is a very small community living there. And from that place and that time on, he started making them. And of course, and everybody who makes essences will agree with that. You, you might do that as well. The first ones you make are the ones that you need the most yourself. So he started making flower essences and he would share them with friends and other flower essence practitioners and producers. And that's how it all started. So 1984. And actually last year I had the opportunity to go to Lake Manchumana in, in the wilderness of Alaska to see where it all started. And that was a pretty magical journey, which you could share a lot about. But if you think about Alaska, many people think of... Um, especially the people that are not from the United States, like Alaska is just ice and snow. And do people even live there? Yes, <laughs> but not so, not so many. 
And that makes Alaska pretty much um, still untouched by humans, you could say. Of course, you have uh, the big cities, a few villages here and there, but for the rest, it's a lot of nature and a lot of wilderness. And what also characterizes Alaska is the, uh, the extremes. Like, for, like now, you know, the days are getting longer, but the winters are very dark, hardly uh, any lights coming in during the day. But then as you move into summer, um, around the solstice, it just hardly gets dark at night. I go there in the summer and it just throws off my whole system because at 11 p.m. I still feel like I could go out and get an ice cream somewhere because it's light, <laughs> you know, or you want to feel like, you know, you forget about dinner time because you're out and about. And so it's so light and it's so energizing. But then, you know, there's the dark and cold winter. And during the summer, um, we can have nice temperatures. It can be warm. It can be in the 70s or 80s in certain parts of Alaska. But then it can also turn into minus 30. So it's, it's these extremes. Um, and also, um, it doesn't make it very, um, how do you say? It's not always a supportive environment for the flowers. Mm. Because of all these challenges in light, dark temperatures. And it's also, there's also a lot of transformation happening in Alaska with the season changes, but also um, a lot of forest fires, for example. Mm-hmm. And if you think of, um, of course, Steve was there fighting the forest fires. But if you think of fires, they are in some way devastating, but in another way, also very transformative mm-hmm. and giving space for new plants and new growth to come in. And then you see certain plants show up that uh, will help restore the soil and, and balance uh, the energies there. And what they do in nature there, they also help us after we have been through devastating experiences. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so Alaska, I would say it's the extremes and the fact that the plants know how to thrive and come to full potential while there are these challenges and you know it's not always supportive. And what I like uh, when I am there is just the purity. Um, just because there is so much nature and wilderness, the purity and the elemental energies of air, earth, fire, and water, and um, the, the glaciers. Um, and um, I'm already, now I'm talking about it, I'm already looking forward to going back <laughs> this summer, <laughs> just because I, it, you know, the, first, the very first time I went to Alaska when I met Steve was for me, uh, the very first time I really felt at home. Mm. I could just sit and, and feel and think, oh my gosh, I had to fly to the other part of the world to feel at home somewhere. <laughs> so, but yeah, if you talk about Alaska and its energies, it's that, it's, it's challenging, it's transformation and it's the purity. Mm. And if you look at the world right now, um, it is challenging and it seems to be challenging more and more every year. And I think many people sometimes say, okay, I've had enough. Can we go back to normal, whatever normal may be? So I think that's what they help us with. Mm-hmm. Challenging circumstances and life, you know, out of circumstances, not always being supportive. And they, they teach us how to do it. Yeah. 
Wonderful. So I think you answered my next question, which was, you know, what is unique about Alaskan essences and, you know, what do they offer humanity? So it sounds like um, they help us during difficult challenges and transformation. Um, yeah, and live life in general, and especially also for the many sensitive people that are out there and the people that don't feel so much at home. And I think many of us, I think many of us, many of us that are here today, I think we all feel the love for Mother Nature. And when we are out in nature, we feel the support and we feel we come home and we feel, you know, replenished and ah, like that. But then if we look at our daily lives or the life that's being, you know, played out there in the outer world, we may feel like, seriously, you know, is this all happening? Mm -hmm. And that may actually for many sensitive people among us may feel like we're, we're not really here sometimes, like we have a certain um, hesitancy or ambivalence about really being present here in all, our, in all the areas of our life, not just in the weekends when we're camping or hiking, but also when we're at work or dealing with things that are happening. So they, yeah, they also help us feel at home mm -hmm. and connected. And, and help us see that that's what we need to do to make things work in life. Mm -hmm. um, I think the timing of us being here is exactly according to plan, even if we think we may not. It's like, I think on some level we signed up for it, be, right. all being here right now. Right. And, um, but then a little bit, um, when you asked, you know, what are what what are the qualities of Alaskan essences? I talked about the flowers, but I think it mm -hmm. might also be, and I'll do that very shortly. At Alaskan essences, we also make essences from uh, gemstones and minerals, mm -hmm. but also from certain parts, places in the environment, or events in the environment in nature. And gem elixirs offer that structure and stability that they have as well. Like if you look at the gemstone. Or, um, I don't know, I have many in my home. Um, they offer that grounding and that structure and stability. And they really help us be more in our bodies. Mm. And making an essence from an environment or a place in nature or an event is another magic way of co-creating with nature and capturing that energy from that place or the event. And they are also very, these environmental essences are very supportive. And it's like they embrace us with nature's energy for any kind of phase in life we're in. And we need some extra energy for that. So, yeah. I just got, had an emotional reaction to that. It's just, you know, just reminding myself, which is not new, but that nature, nature's there to support us and just how wonderful that feels to know that we are supported and um, we can always turn back to nature and, and feel that. Um, yeah. And, and when we're out in nature and I always like when I am out and about, um, I like to hike. I need, that's just my, the vitamins I need in the weekend. I always like to take some time and feel that connection and know that we are not separate from it. We are actually part of it. Mm -hmm. And, but just, us as humans, we are a little bit weird and funny in the sense that we have such busy brains mm -hmm. and that takes us away from that connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so you meant you introduced the gem and the environmental one. So, um, and you said gems, you know, helping us to ground. Can you give any other um, information about what what differenti differentiates a gem essence from a flower essence? Obviously, besides what they're made with, but energetically. <laughs> so. If you look at actually, if we if we would start with the flower essences, what they are and what they do, uh, the the flower essences are made from, with made from and with, um, the life force, uh, or energy from the flower, mm -hmm. plant, tree, and whatever, and um, by using them, they help us connect with certain soul qualities that we have but don't know yet how to integrate in life. Mm. And I always like to say that, you know, they help us help making the connection with our, our soul, our higher self. And I often make this, this movement. Sometimes mm -hmm. people make fun of me because I move a lot with my hands. But anyway, this is what the flower essences do. Mm -hmm. And they help us see the other side of things. For example, if I am um, just facing a certain fear and I, I feel a certain fear and I'm nervous about something or unsure about the future then i'm just looking at one side of a polarity you could say i'm looking at the fear and then when i take a flower essence let's say i'm taking bog rosemary bog rosemary is helping me see the other side of the fear which is which is trust mm. and courage and by constantly you know using uh, that flower essence taking the drops or connecting with it in another way I'm more and more integrating the quality that I have, trust, but I didn't know how to reach it. So, and then at a certain point, I'll feel more in balance. I can see how I have the fear. I might even understand why I have it, but I also feel that I have courage and, and trust that things will be okay and that I can move forward. So the flower essences help us increase our consciousness and connect more um, with our true source, uh, who we really are. So they kind of raise our, uh, our energy, our vibration. Mm -hmm. And if you then look at what uh, the gem elixirs do, if you look at where gems uh, originate, they are coming from the Earth's crust. And um, I, the, one of my favorite things to do is go to rock and mineral shows and just see these, these natural specimens of how the gems and gemstones and rocks grow in the earth's crust. And so the gems are old, millions of years old, and they are structural, and they are so much from the earth. Mm -hmm. And so the gem elixirs, um, they help, you know, when our vibration has increased by the use of flower essences or by meditation or energy healing, whatever we've done, the gem elixirs help to embody those energies into your body and release any stress or tension in your energy system so you can really embody that new energy so it's really about connecting your consciousness your body and the earth mm. and, and fit more in your body and feel more comfortable and have a better energy flow and uh, many people like them because we all know how to you know connect with the spiritual but sometimes people find it difficult to really be in their body and connect with the earth and really be here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's the, that's the difference. Yeah, and they go really well, nicely together. Yeah, so you've said this several times now. So I'm gonna, so about this concept of being here and mm -hmm. um, 
and even being home, um, that sense of feeling home. And it is something I see myself with my um, clients and friends and, um, you know, where uh, sometimes I call it buyer's remorse, where it's like, nope, I don't really want to be here. <laughs> I, I did not sign up for this. I want yeah. out. Um, and or partially maybe I'll stick around or maybe I'll be okay here, but I don't know. It's not really, you know, I'm not really of this place. So, um, so how, how would you, how do you support that or are there essences in particular that you would suggest um, to help people stay more in body or um, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I totally recognize that. And I think it's, it's, um, it's a conditional thing. You know, if everything is kind of okay, I'll be here, but as soon as something happens, it's like, no, I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. Of course, it makes sense because um, even the things that happen around our birth in our childhood and during life can make it so rough for us that we'd rather just say, um, I joke about myself that oftentimes I would just sit on the roof and wait for a spaceship to come pick me up because I was dropped off on the wrong planet. Mm -hmm. I was not really supposed to be here, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then um when actually I started to um, kind of make a big change in my life and started using the flower essences, that's when I got more of the understanding of um, the why, the meaning of life and uh, why am I here? And for example, this one helps me a lot. This is shooting star. Mm. And shooting star kind of indicate already that's kind of wanting to be out there. And shooting star is one of those flowers that help us understand why we are here. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't know why, then we're like, yeah, the big why question. Mm -hmm. And so shooting star, especially if you use it for a longer period of time, it really helps you kind of see um, why you are here, but also feel the spiritual guidance that's there and that it is okay to be here. Mm. And another... Um, flower essence and it's not really made from a flower and I don't have a picture of it here but I started um, focusing more on the essences that we make from mosses mm -hmm. and there's one moss called club moss mm -hmm. and I and we have some other ones as well but the club moss is such a wonderful essence because also if you think about the mosses they were like the first um, plants to inhabit the earth and club moss and this is also the what steve got when he was attuning to club moss and making the flower essence club moss was kind of like paving the way for other plants and, and flowers to come in mm -hmm. so now it's all about um how do you say manifesting spiritual energies onto the physical plane mm -hmm. and club moss is really nice for people who feel like i would like to be here but this is just also unnatural mm -hmm. for example what i mentioned like i feel i'm and i'm feeling very fine if i'm out and about in the mountains mm -hmm. and i'm pointing to the left because the mountains are, are over here <laughs> on my left but then when i have to deal with other parts of life i'd rather not be here and so club moss is saying no you know this is your place and you can relax and see that there's so much more beauty to enjoy you just have to relax and open to it mm -hmm. So uh, I really started liking Club Moss <laughs> recently. And, um, but also for many people being 
kind of hesitant in being here may also have to do with their sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Just being too empathic. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think that's also what many of us, especially the people that are here today or watching this recording later on, every, every one of us has a love for nature. Mm-hmm. And so we, we feel connected. And whenever harm is done to, let's say, nature, the animals or other people, it hurts us because we feel that connection. Mm-hmm. And so that may make it feel like this place is just kind of a rough place uh, to be. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, one, one plant that comes to mind is um, Devil's Club. Mm. Do you know Devil's Club? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big plants. Uh, big leaves kind of spiky leaves and if you look at the stem it has all spikes uh, on the stem and so in the woods you see it just taking up a lot of space and uh, devil's club the essence made from it is helpful for people who feel like is there really space for me and who are ambivalent about being here rather not and devil's club is saying no it's safe for you to be here and there is space for you, and there is space for your unique energy, and you can be here. And, um, but I think in general, many, maybe all flower essences actually help us understand who we are, um, what is withholding us from being who we really are, and, you know, yeah. So I could go on and on. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm really intrigued by the moss. I have not made any essences with moss, but Mm. I love them. Um, And I'm fascinated by them. They're such incredible beings. And um, yeah, so thank you for sharing those. And what I like about the mosses is that since they were the first ones, they have seen all transformations on the planet. Right. Species coming and going. They've seen it all. So if there's one plan to ask, hey, how is it like to be on planet Earth? (laughs) Ask a moss. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I like. Go ahead. Oh, well, I like that. um, That we have these essences, not just from the flowers, but also from other very interesting plants or minerals or the environment. Anything that nature offers um, has something to teach us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say about moss that, um, you know, one of the things that I love about them is that they, they grow so slow most Mm -hmm. of the time, but also they, you know, they're just, they're small. And so like Mm -hmm. we can miss them, they, but they do their job in the world Mm -hmm. and um, without having to be showy and they're just, I don't know, they're just so sweet. I love walking in the woods and watching, seeing all the different places where they grow and how they change colors and, you know, and talk about adaptability, um, as you were talking about earlier, it's like, you know, so many of them can go for long periods of time without any moisture. And then, then when there's a big rain, they just soak it all up and yeah. 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 Very sturdy indeed. And it's interesting that you say that about size, because actually many flowers in Alaska are very small. Really? Yes. That's just, um, for example, if you, if you would compare that with flowers from Australia, for example, they can be very big and bloom for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And many flowers in Alaska are very tiny and they just bloom in a very short period of time where there is the sun and warmth and okay, let's just bloom. And then it's gone. <laughs> Let me see if I have um, 
of course I have little, what these, if this is the bog rosemary that I talked about for uh, fear, mm -hmm. these are very tiny. It's just little, little ones like this. Mm, so like less than half an inch. Oh yes. Yeah. Smaller than that. Yeah. And, but size doesn't mean anything about power or their message. Yeah. Right. Right. Which is very contrary to our culture. <laughs> Um, our dominant culture here, you know, bigger is better. And, uh, but nature teaches us differently. Um, true. That's true. Yeah. Loud voices are being heard and the ones in the back, not so much. Yeah. True. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so I'd like to talk a little bit more about this home because you, you mentioned, you know, that you felt most at home when you went to halfway across the world. Yeah. And, and so what I'm wondering, um, and maybe we won't have an answer to this, but I'm just curious that it seems to me when you went to Alaska, you were in an area that was more, as you said, untouched, or maybe you didn't use that word, but that's what I'm thinking, like um, more wild, um, or at least the humans that were there lived in um, community with nature. So mm -hmm. it didn't feel so human dominant. And if, um, and I think that's what our bodies miss is that we, we, there's a part of us that knows that that exists, even if it's not in our conscious awareness. And so when we are in our cityscapes, there's something that, you know, might not feel right until, yeah. but then when you get to experience that, like for myself, I was in the Amazon rainforest many years ago and it was uh -huh. a similar thing. It's just like, oh, I mean, so different from my yeah. life, but it was just like, this is, this is like how we live. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you can be informed by the wild aspect of nature. Yeah. Does that feel true to you as to why that felt more home for you? Um, well, I am not really sure what exactly, I, I could still wonder about what exactly happened there, but it was so profound mm -hmm. that I was just for, um, what we were doing back then was we were we went to Alaska with a group of 25 Dutch flower essence practitioners going to do a workshop in Alaska. And we were out and about on the trails and just attuning with the plants and the energies and the flowers and do, do, do. And so we were taking some time to do an attunement. And so I was sitting under this willow tree and it suddenly it just it was almost like it, a wash came over me. And it just made me cry. And I just, I couldn't really grasp it. Like, but it was just like a feeling of oneness, um, my complete self and knowing that all is well. And it was so profound that I was like, okay, <laughs> how old am I, 30 something? And this is happening now here. Um, yeah, it could have been the place. It could also have been that, that that trip for me was very important to make because at that time I was still kind of in a, in a split, almost in a split world, you could say, because I was um, living in a scientific world, doing scientific research and a very much male, I was one of the few women in a very male environment and I mean, that was all okay. I was normal because that's what I've been doing for years. And then on the other hand, I was developing my intuition. I had learned to uh, intuitively communicate with animals. Mm -hmm. I was learning to uh, become a flower essence practitioner. I had already finished that, that uh, training. And so I was very much split. Where do I go? 
Mm-hmm. That's one part of me is like, okay, in the scientific world, there's, sa- there's safety, security, job, I can pay my mortgage, do, 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 or am I going to start something new mm-hmm. and become self-employed and do what, what really makes me happy? And then when this opportunity came to go to Alaska, I really felt like when I heard that my uh, teacher, Brahm, was going, I had heard it through the grapevine. Um, Brahm is going to Alaska, something with Steve from Alaska Essences. I only, the only thing I thought was, I need to go. I don't know why, but I need to go. And so I sent Brahm an email saying, is it true? Are you going? And are you taking any people? Can I come? And he was planning to go just with his daughter. And then more and more people started asking him, hey, is it true? Can we come? And so he thought, okay, sign from the universe. I need to bring some people. <laughs> so he brought 25 people. And I think that for me, it was my soul calling me saying, you need to go. There's something important there. And then so we went. And then that, you know, that's when the, the feeling came to me. But that's also when I met Steve. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we got to know each other and um, in that year we came together and that's when um, I have made big decisions okay I'm going to leave Holland behind we're going to quit my job sell everything and get on a plane I brought my horse from Holland and the both of us came here oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) so you could say that uh, me knowing that I had to go Alaska not knowing why but now we know why Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when I came here, I was building my own practice here, was having a good time. And I was assisting Steve and making flower essences together and assisting him with his teachings, but also building my own practice and working with the people here. But then when he passed away, um, I had another big decision to make. And it was like, okay, so why am I here Mm -hmm. if it's not for him and Mm -hmm. and for the togetherness? Then why am I here? Mm -hmm. And then um, with the help of the flower essences, it became quickly clear that I'm supposed to be here and this was supposed to be like this. Mm -hmm. Because now I get to continue the Alaskan essences and bring them out into the world and teach about them and um, talk with you today. Yes, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask you is how you... um how you inform your decisions. Um, and it sounded like, in, at least in this one, the essences really helped guide you um, as to what was next. Yeah. And if you look at, um, you know, for today, I had been thinking about, okay, so what, you know, what are essences that, that people would need these days? Mm-hmm. And then the, the ones that helped me were the ones that really um, work on, you know, we always have our minds that's doing the rat race thing, mm-hmm. the mind chatter. Um, we might just try to, you know, think about all the scenarios that are possible and what do I do? And then there's fear in the background. And so there's like fear in the background and then the mind doing its thing. Um, the essences that helped me and that are also helpful for many people are the ones that kind of quiet the mind and let our, the impulses from our soul come through. Mm-hmm. And the ones that, um, involve our heart into our decision making mm. when we have a healthy balance between our head and our heart we can receive those impulses and then we get more of an inner knowing instead of um, a whole how do you say 
diagram of I figured all the scenarios out and I think that might be the best one. <laughs> the the best decisions come from inner knowing. Mm. And then, then you don't need to think about it a lot. You can think for 20 hours and inner knowing can happen in two, two seconds. And then you know, okay, this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's what I need. I have a pretty strong mind and it can try to run the show sometimes. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's always helpful to, you know, take the flower essences that quiet it and open me for that wisdom and, and insights and just certain, yeah, impulses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Because, um, yeah, the quieting the mind sounds um, very important. And, and I know what you mean about that inner knowing. So there is, you know, sometimes we can make ourselves sick just thinking of everything that we, like, it could be this, or it could be that, or do I do this? Do I do that? You know, from anything, like, do I take this job? Do I go on a date? Do I do, you know, whatever uh-huh. we can, we can just make ourselves sick thinking over and over and over it. But if we can quiet down um, I and just listen, there is that um, decisiveness. And it's like, I mean, it sounds to me like that's what happened to you to decide to move to the U.S. That's a huge change. <laughs> but it was just like, you know, this is the way it is. And it's like, once you make that decision and, and I think the difference for there is not only does it make it easier to make a decision, but also once the decision is made, there's peace, yeah. you know, it's like you, you don't then question, oh, did I make the right decision? Because you just know. Yeah. And it's sometimes difficult to explain, right. but then uh, many people may have different difficulty doing that because they feel like you know taking certain decisions is selfish Mm. or for people who are used to um, you know ask others for advice Mm -hmm. you can ask a lot of people for advice but if their advice is all based on fear then that's really not very helpful either right so i think um especially nowadays um, people really need to find healthier balance between what our mind is telling us and what our heart wants us to know. Right. And that balance, you know, we see it in the outside world. It's kind of dominated by the mind, by our intellect and logic and not so much space yet, although it's increasing for how we feel, uh, our intuition, uh, you know, the the feminine side of things. The balance is changing and um, we all need to become aware how it is in us. Mm-hmm. Like what's really running the show? Is my mind running the show? Am I leading with my heart? And I think if we all work on that, we will see that reflected in the outside world as well. Yeah. Yeah. So are there essences that you would recommend for helping to, I mean, so first of all, I know that it's dependent on each person that, yes. that essences do not work. Or maybe you want to say something like that, that um, essences aren't like, you know, a prescription for this essence true. this yeah that's true um i can you know i shared about a few i've mentioned a few um what i always like to tell people is yeah we don't know why for example having difficulty making decisions what's behind that mm-hmm. it could be fear it could be relying on others for advice or just a certain patterns you've had from your past in in doing things that would all be addressed by different essences mm-hmm. and I always recommend people to kind of do it in an intuitive way. For example, if you would have these pictures from the flowers, 
and you're kind of looking at them, if there's one that's really drawing your attention, something might be happening there on an energetic level. They have a quality and energy that is something we need. And because we need it, we, it, you know, it calls our, it calls us, it's asking for our attention. One essence that I like, um, I picked one here. Um, this is wild rhubarb. Mm. And wild rhubarb grows in the wild. It has a green color. And wild rhubarb is for people who have a very strong mind, kind of have a mental inflexibility and um, kind of stuck in, you know, stuck in their minds. Um, and that green color already kind of indicates that it's also working with our heart. Mm. It's making a more healthy connection between our head and our heart and let our heart also inform inform our mind you could say mm -hmm. and what it does is when we do that you know the, and the flowers help us with that just you know calm the mind and open this connection um, we may notice that we get better ideas mm. better solutions uh, new insights new ideas and all that new stuff doesn't happen when we just have a lot going on here mm. So wild rhubarb is a really nice one for when the mind is running the show. Yeah. Great. Um, so what about some essences that you think are popping up now, maybe either in your personal life or collectively you, there's, as you said, um, there's, you know, uh, transformation and difficulties seem to be getting, the times seem to be getting more challenging um, as we're going through each year um so are there any essences in particular that you think are popping forward for um to help us at this time um well there's one that comes to mind and it's 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 one that that i think sometimes joke about it that if if we could just infuse the whole planet with it and i have it here I have all the cards spread out here so I could pick one if I wanted to show them to you. Tiny flowers. These are twin flowers. Mm. You may have seen them in the forest. They grow very low to the ground. And what I'm seeing, and I think people, a lot of people will agree with that, is that how we communicate with each other. And twin flower helps us to um, listen better, be better listeners and really listen to what somebody has to say without already having our opinions ready mm -hmm. and react. And twin flower is, uh, it comes up quite a lot and twin flower uh, helps us be more uh, present and calm. And um, because if you want to listen to somebody, what somebody really has to say, you have to be present and you have to find a place of neutrality to really get what they are saying. And twin flower is helping with that. So we can really listen to what somebody has to say and then we can respond. Mm. And what we see in the outside world is that people are not really communicating anymore. Mm -hmm. It is left or right. Um, um, in the United States, you're, you're Republican, you're Democrat, mm -hmm. you're vaccinated, you're unvaccinated. You either believe in this, you don't believe in this. You're pro-science, anti-science. I'm like, what? <laughs> Hello? Could we just listen to each other mm -hmm. and express what we really want to say? And if we could, if we could just listen, 
and have a, a, a real uh, communication, then nobody would be just put in two boxes. You would do you you would discover so much more that you have in common, and the things that you both want. But you lose people lose that because yeah, the act of listening, and you see it even on social media. It's just people are not connecting anymore. It's just all disconnect and meow, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this is sometimes. Um, I, I when I do consultations with uh, people, I always select intuitively, mm. um, and sometimes uh, twin flower may come up, and then we talk about it. And it's funny because the first response might be very defensive, like "No, that's not me." Oh, wait a minute, let's talk a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, if we could just you know infuse the whole planet with some twin flower. But also the uh, bog rosemary for the fear and the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. I think many people um, deal with that as well. Like where, like uh, for example, when the pandemic started, many people didn't know where is this going, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and still, uh, where are we heading? Mm-hmm. And now of entering a new world war, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and that not knowing um, causes a lot of anxiety in people even if it's just slightly in the background. Right. And if we all would have and feel, you know, more of a connection with ourselves, we would always feel that whatever's going to happen, all will be well. Mm-hmm. And support is always there. And things will always work out for us, even if it's very ugly on the outside. Mm-hmm. And things will always work for us. So I think, I think that's, what, that's what we need. If we come to that, like what do people need? We need a connection with ourselves mm-hmm. and feel that, trust and confidence that things will be okay Mm. and that nature is always there to support us Mm -hmm. we can connect with it either through the flower essences or by going outside and taking time to connect Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so the plan i want to infuse the world with is tulsi because here Tulsi gets us into our heart and just helps everything feel okay helps us be happy and and um and yeah so uh so I love that and so here's something about the intuitive um I shared the story with you but I'll share it with my with all the listeners which I didn't think Mm -hmm. was going to come up today but um so for our listeners I've only recently gotten to know Alaskan flower essences even though I've been intrigued with them for over 10 years But they came to me because um, my dear friend, Wendy passed away this past year and she gifted me her essences, including a set of Alaskan flower, flower and gem essences. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling you that because I've barely started working with them and, um, and the ones, you know, just asking to see who's coming forward and mostly it's been gems, but the two plants that came forward was twin flower and bog bog rosemary. So <laughs> cool, <laughs> right? So uh, I like that. Absolutely, uh-huh. great, yeah. great choice in bringing those up. So I, I was just kind of like tingles all over me as you were talking about them. So yeah. that was great, um, and also helped me to know them better. So thank you for that. Um, so I'm curious for those that are here today. If you have any questions, please raise your hand or put something in the chat, and um, we can have you ask Judith questions. Um, so these are some for our collective times. What is there an essence, um, that's been meaningful for you in your life? 
Oh. Well, I think the um, one that, that has come up for me a lot is the shooting star. Mm. The, the not knowing why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Just uh, wanting to sit on top of the roof, waiting for the spaceship. Mm-hmm. The shooting star has been really helpful for me. And also during difficult times, you know, I've used it. Mm-hmm. And also I work with these cards. We have a card deck with the uh, 72 flowers from the practitioner kit. And sometimes when I find something difficult or something happened and, or I'm out of feeling out of sorts and I don't know why, then I will, you know, hold the card deck and see, okay, so what's really going on here? What flower could help me understand? Shooting star will often come up and say, it's because you don't really know uh, why things are happening or you know what why it is part of the the journey you're on yeah great thank you so there's a question here do you do consultations i do when i have time i am very busy with the uh, doing running alaska anesthesis as a business and i'm also teaching classes and when i have time i do consultations as well Um, and what is the name of the flower cards, Judith? Um, let me get them. I can show them to you. Well, and actually, before you go into that, so tell, like, what are your consultations like? What, how, what does a consultation, what occurs during a consultation? Well, what I do in a consultation is I want to know, I want to know you and what's going on and what you would like some help with. And especially in the first consultation, I want to know a little bit more about your, your, you know, your life journey. And um, how I do it in a consultation is that, you know, we can talk about things and I can reflect on what I hear, but I will always um, from a neutral place, then connect with the flower essences and then ask, you know, knowing what we talked about, what are the flower essences that Jen or Judith or Brenda needs right now and then I select intuitively and the ones that come up are often very much spot on like oh my god this is what we talked about or they even go a little bit deeper like now this makes sense now we can see why you were feeling this or where the thought pattern comes from Mm -hmm. so I find an intuitive selection very helpful Mm -hmm. um, because it's I feel like I am the I'm just like a facilitator between, you know, the client's higher self and and the wisdom of the flowers. And I'm just connecting them. These Mm -hmm. are the flower qualities and this is what you need. And I'm just kind of facilitating actually and Mm -hmm. helping the client understand like these flowers came up and um, yeah, let's get working with them. Great. Um, And this is the flower card deck, by the way, the flower energy cards. And they were made by uh, Steve. I'm not sure when, but uh, he always joked that he was the biggest fan of his own flower card deck. And they're very helpful um, to use also if for selecting essences, but also for daily insights and when we have difficult time. Great. Thank you. So um, we have a question here um, from Susie. Mm-hmm. When we deeply connect to plant to a plant, a flower, and feel like making a flower essence, can our knowing of what a particular flower may help with be valid, even if it's not perfectly aligned with what someone else has written up about the essence? 
if if you have a connection with a flower and you're getting you know that attunement and that information and that very much resonates with you then that's what the flower has to offer uh, you because if if you have one flower and we would all connect with it we would all get slightly different attunements slightly different information because we all you know the flower is a mirror and they all reflect a little bit a little bit different back to us because we are different mm -hmm. we have different stories um, different experiences so it might be different than what somebody else has written about it but the kind of the, the it should be kind of similar i would say but it's also i always find it interesting that when i go and make an essence again that i get new information and that's because i'm a new person if i compare myself to 10 years ago and now I go back in and make an essence. I'm newer than 10 years. And I'm now ready for more information. More, uh, the flower has more to offer. Mm -hmm. Give me like, okay, here's next level. Here's the next chapter. Now you're ready. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. I love that about the plants, the essences. I mean, yeah, right. Whether it's an essence or we're working with the physical plant, they're the same way that we, yeah. we continually learn from them and see and they meet us, you know, where we are. So as I have more awareness of myself, the plants are better able to um, help me through yeah. as well. Yeah. So I have a question too, because I often hear people talk about essences because, so we didn't go into this about what an essence is because we've covered that in another um, webinar earlier this mm -hmm. well, last year, I guess it was. So, but um, I often hear people when they're talking about essences say that they because they're energetic, that they are very subtle. So do you find them to be subtle? Well, I can see why they say that, because it's not like um, heavy-duty medication or something, but they can be very much in your face. Mm -hmm. If they can be subtle and supportive and, you know, helping me, you know, quiet my mind or work on an emotional issue, but I've also had moments where it was like, a dang, bomb. Okay, yeah, I can see that. It's just these sudden insights in myself, why I had been doing things or um, release of certain emotions. It's so, I would say, yes, subtle, but sometimes very much in your face mm -hmm. and not subtle at all, but very effective. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's been so. my experience too, is that, I mean, sometimes, particularly when I think people were talking about subtle um, I think you were hitting this a little bit earlier is that, you know, when the essences help to bring us closer to ourselves or help to bring something yep. up that's maybe hidden in ourselves, yep. we just, we're also adaptable, right? So we just kind of naturally adapt to that and forget how things were before because um, mm -hmm. we just kind of flow. But, um, but, you know, sometimes they, yeah, but sometimes they are very, very direct and I can notice an enormous change, um, when I'm taking them and yeah. Uh, yeah, there's one that's popping in my head, which I'm not sure if you have, but I know David Dalton has the, the wood lily essence and, um, and it helps with, it helps with anger, like betrayal from anger, but it also helps us oh. get in touch with anger. Uh -huh. And whew, that is, <laughs> like, I normally give that in a blend because last year I tested that one just on itself and was like, yeah, I will never give that to a client by itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right that's all they can do right yeah <laughs> right and it was all good you know like mm -hmm. I say that but but that's because I had the you know the wherewithal to understand what was going on so it was it was 
it was what was needed at the time. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. they're not always so quiet, I don't think. Yeah. And, you know, what you said, you know, sometimes they will bring up the things that we have been trying to suppress. Mm-hmm. Like when, when I explain about the, all the emotions we have, we might just be kind of holding them under the water, like we're trying to keep balloons under the water. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. one flower essence comes in and says, okay, this one's time to be released. Mm-hmm. And then we may feel emotional or angry or, you know, cry for a few days, but it's all release. Right. And it's all good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so this is a question from Sandra. Uh, do you ever feel like some flowers or minerals are afraid of us? And if so, will they still help us? afraid of us mm-hmm. i may no i have not noticed that mm-hmm. i'm curious about the, the the question behind that question sandra if you want to say more you can um also raise your hand and we can unmute you or you can put something in the chat um yeah i'm curious about that one yeah for my for myself We'll see if she says anything more here, but for myself, um, I have had plants that um, have called me over to work with them. And then when I would get there, they were very quiet and, um, and were kind of nervous. I mean, the one that comes to my mind is Mayapple mm-hmm. that um, was, wasn't sure if they could trust humans. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I have actually made an essence since then with Mayapple. And I think that, um, you know, what I would say, not knowing what Sandra's back question here, but what I would say is that, um, and I think you would agree with this, Judith, that we don't, we only make an essence with a plant or a gem or anybody that gives us permission um, or invites yes. us to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if, and if they're doing that, then they're willing to help us. Yes, I agree with that. Um... And you start making an essence, whether that is a flower or an environment or a new gem, when there is, I call it something going on, like an attraction or something gets triggered or you feel like visiting with that flower. I saw new flowers this past year that were just like, hey, did I ever see those before? And I just had to look them up and I had to just visit with them for a bit. And maybe this year, if I see them again, I might make them into an essence. But it's like... Uh, you kind of build that relationship because there's something that they offer that that's resonating um, with something inside of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yes, it's a co-creation. So if they say yes, if you feel like, yes, this is yes. And then still, when you make the essence, you ask for permission and which flower should go in the bowl. And yeah. Um, yeah. So Sandra, to give a background here, she said, I wonder if they need some help before they are willing to help me. If, if you are, if you're, I would say then if you're in a conversation like that, or you're not really sure, I would go back to the flower um, and sit with it for, um, how do you say, several days in a row to just get clear, like, um, almost like building a relationship, you go on a date, you have mm-hmm. that first relation, how do you say first meeting, and then you might not be really sure. And then you go back and you kind of feel it out and figure it out and getting to know each other. And uh, maybe there is something that you can do for a plant. Maybe it's calling you for another reason. I would, this, I find this question intriguing. So I would go back and, um, 
and feel and, and have that attunement and see what comes up. Maybe not an essence, maybe not a wonderful relationship or insight or story. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's great, Judith. And I, I would agree that um, I think one of the things you said there is that it's like a relationship making an essence. You it's know, we we want to build this relationship with a plant. We're not mm -hmm. we're not just going and saying, hey, give me your energy. We're going to make this. Yes, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> and I think it wouldn't work like that. I think what defines the quality of an essence is how much we are there and how much mm -hmm. we understand them and are really doing the, the, the co-creative dance. Um, that's what I think. I mean, that's the best. I like that's the best thing of my work. Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you, Judith. Um, do you have any final words you'd like to say before we close? Oh, this time already. Well, <laughs> um, well, thank you so much. This is a really wonderful uh, interview and talk with you. And I thank everybody for wonderful questions. If you want to know more about the Alaskan Essences, you can find us online, alaskanessences.com. Um, we have some, if you want to get to know more about Steve's teachings, we are, you can find us on YouTube with some videos as well. And um, I will be doing some more classes and practitioner training is coming up. So yeah, you can find everything on our website. And if you have any questions after today, feel free to contact us. And, um, and uh, thank you, Jan. This was really lovely. Yeah, thank you, Judith. And you just said what I was going to say. If people want to get to um, know more about your work, please visit their website at alaskanessences.com. And, um, and also, I invite you all to join us next month on March 20th for our next teleseminar, Connecting to the Elements and the Rhythms Within and Without, a celebration of the spring equinox with Nancy Phillips. So Nancy is a just a wonderful, heartful herbalist. Um, and she's a wealth of knowledge and information. So I'm sure that's gonna be wonderful. And I also, um, you may have seen in April, we are doing a large summit, Women Working for the Earth Summit, restoring our relationship with nature with Winona LaDuke, Terry Tempest Williams, Leah Penniman, Rosemary Gladstar, Linda Black Elk, Rowan White. Um, there's over, I'm not sure how many we're up to. I think over 27, maybe 30 amazing, amazing women all working with the earth. Um, so, and that's a free summit from April 20th to the 24th. So please join us then. And um, today's recording, and you can find all of our other recordings on our website, natureevolutionaries.com, as well as on Spotify and Apple iTunes. And of course, while visiting our website, I do encourage you to press that donate button for your donations. Help us continue to do our work of creating educational opportunities and listening to and building relationships with the living earth. And also while on our website, you'll see for the March equinox, we have uh, our, we do celebrations, um, ceremonies, sorry, twice a year. And that one is on wind. And so it, um, that's all up on our website and it's going to be wonderful. We invite you to join in this global ceremony. So thank you, Judith. And thank you to the plants and also to Steve. I want to thank Steve too, for bringing this work forward. It's so yes. sweet that um, it gets to continue um, forward. The work continues mm -hmm. and evolves and expands. Um, and so until next time, I just 
wish you all peace and love and um, encourage you to get out and be with those uh, nature spirits and the plants and, and help us dream this next world into being. Thank you, everyone.